0: chill out we're here we're doing it the boys are back we're here it's another episode of loud about nothing okay it's me it's your boy that straight boo body, bro the fucking hottest dude doing podcasts right now the total smoke show sebastian Canelli coming at you all right everyone calm the fuck everyone chill the fuck out okay everyone relax please please he's here every fucking week He's literally the cutest fucking dude I know. The dude's got a straight body, bro, okay? The dude, he making the clips, okay? (laughs) Give it up for Robbie. Robbie, boy, say what's up. What's up, Sebastian? That's beautiful. Robbie's in the Poconos. He's got a new setup going on. He's looking good. He's got his New Jersey Sayerville T-shirt on. Robbie, we got fucking fire today. Fire. We have straight-up heat, okay? This guy, this guy taught your boy how to do comedy this is <laughs> anything i do right you have him to thank anything i do wrong you have Staten island to thank okay let's just be honest about that one okay this dude is an og performer at ucb he's an actor you've seen him in a ton of shit he's got his own podcast. i will write your book give it up for that fucking straight up smoke show that hot boy Will Hines.
1: Hey, what's going on? Oh my god. I already feel so uncomfortable.
0: No, Will, come
1: on. <laughs> Just so much energy. You're so happy. Just I don't my gosh. I'm I'm impressed. Hello, by the way.
0: Hello, Will. Will. Of course I'm happy. You know how Enough. how often I want to talk to you? I
1: I think about you a lot too actually. Isn't that I, weird? Yes, it is weird. It is what, weird.
0: What do you think about? I like this. Well, all of a sudden, I love the podcast. <laughs> well, it's thinking about me. What do you think about, Well,
1: As you just do an improv and just funny stuff, just that you're funny. See? I think about UCB New York a lot because that was like where I was born, basically, and just like where yeah. I sort of came from. And I, you know, and I'm sad about how it ended. Yeah, and uh, or is currently whatever it is hibernating, or maybe gone forever, whatever it is. Uh-huh. And so when I think about, I'm like, ah, who who was still there that I know and I like, and I think about you.
0: Ugh. Will, do you know I'm on your team that you were I on? did, I
1: did know that. Yeah, of course I know that. I, <laughs> I kept track of who's on the stepfathers, my improv team. Yeah,
0: I can't believe it. You know, you guys were my favorites, and I fucking weaselled my way on that shit, bro.
1: I can't believe that we were your favorites though, because I you're a Death by Ruru boy, but I guess there was no Death by Ruru anymore, so you can't pick them for your favorites. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Uh, I guess I will. I do have the Death by Ruru kind of energy. Uh, yeah, almost. yeah. I'm pretty. I'm a little wild. I I would say I am a. Uh, a wilder choice for the stepfathers.
1: Good one, though. A good one. I was really pleased to hear it.
0: Oh, that makes... I wish we got to do more shows together.
1: I know. There was a... I I taught a workshop right before... So I used to live in New York. I live in LA. Right before I moved to LA, I taught a couple of workshops on my own, basically just to cover moving costs. Okay. And one of them was called uh, something about like... Something about game of the scene. But I ended up... I didn't really have a good plan for it. And I don't think the workshop went well. But one highlight was (laughs) you took it. Uh huh. And you and I did a scene together, like as an example. I was like, okay, I'm going to demonstrate what I'm looking for in this scene. Okay. I don't even remember what it was, something undemonstrable or unteachable, just like good heightening or something kind of too vague, right? Sure. But I was like, all right, Sebastian, you do this with me. And it was like such a fun scene. Ugh. It, it was like something in an antique shop. And you were like a customer and I was running it or something. And it, I made a surprise move where I, out of nowhere, threatened your character to throw you out of the shop. Oh my! God. And I grabbed you by your invisible coat lapels. Oh. And this was a a, a big turn. Uh-huh. And you pretended to be lifted up in the air by me. You, like, mimed, like, standing up on your coat, <laughs> which I wasn't doing. So then I was like, what is he doing? I was like, oh, he's pretending like I'm... So then I kept raising you up and then I threw you across the imaginary room and we got into, like, kind of a temporary improv fist fight. Oh. And it was uh, really fun.
0: I remember this now. And you know how much that meant to me? I was a little boy.
1: You were a little tiny boy. You were just a babe. You were like four years old.
0: <laughs> I was so tiny and you were being abusive to a little child. Yes, I totally
1: <laughs> abused your character. But yeah. I was a friend of mine in that class and I was like, how'd that workshop go? She's like, I don't know. It kind of felt all over the place. That scene with you and Sebastian was great though.
0: Nice. I love so, this.
1: I think well, it kind of saved the workshop for people. At least we entertained them for a couple minutes.
0: Oh, my God. You know what's funny about us? We couldn't be more different as people.
1: We could not be more different. We are the <laughs> polar opposite in every way, energy-wise. It's <laughs> well, not in every way because we're both into improv, but like our like the personas that we put forward are our opposite.
0: Yes, 100%. You're, You're the big, I- loud
1: Staten Island guy, and I'm like mm-hmm. the smarty pants repressed professor.
0: But why did you like me? I'll tell you this. Uh, you were the first teacher at UCB that liked me. I almost Is that must- right? Yes, nobody like Everyone hated me. Everyone I'm so surprised bo- to hear that. I you was were also so funny. To, uh, well, I was 21, smoking, yes. weed, smoking a ton of weed, doing drugs. You while. definitely
1: looked like a cartoon character. I mean, you look like, <laughs> a, you know, a badly conceived Scooby-Doo extra sort of walking around the halls of UCD. Of course, <laughs> I did not. You looked contrived. I did not fit in. I did not fit no, in to the scenario. In. Not and, at all. You looked, and you looked forced. It was like, dude, dial it back. What, what are you trying to do here? It's but not. But it was just you being you.
0: It's not, Isn't that scary? Do you know how yeah. hard it is to go to sleep, me being me, bro? <laughs> everyone must be else, tough. Everyone else that gets to go home, and I'm stuck with me lying in bed trying to fucking calm down. Yeah, you're trying to...
1: Pick how much weed should I smoke tomorrow? <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> how am I going to announce my presence when I walk into every room and just steal focus immediately? <laughs> I do. I do. I, I have don't think a, you do that. I. I you got were great that. at improv. You were great at improv. I, I had you in four hundred and one. I remember that class very well.
0: Yes, and so before, so if I'm being honest, like I felt like I felt like an outsider there. Nobody okay. liked me. Everyone was trying to tone me down okay everyone was like calm down Sebastian this is too much you're too much as a human being (laughs) which feels really bad when you're just being yourself
1: right Uh, that is improv notes get to be too personal sometimes and you were the first person to be like I love this more of this really oh gosh that makes me thank god sometimes I I have former students say well you really put me in my head you made me feel like shit or whatever uh so it's nice to hear when I was encouraging yeah. You were
0: so nice to me and you so, so there used to be this thing like sketch uh the classes they would have um sketch 301. Yes, yeah, sketch 301 if you know, uh they would have like there it would be a writing class and then they would ask actors to uh act in their sketches. Right. And you recommended me for that. That's right, yeah. And that was like the first no brainer. The first thing at UCB that I was like maybe I should stick around here.
1: Oh wow, thank God. That's to my credit then if I encouraged Sebastian Canelli to stick around.
0: Everything is to your credit, Will, and you had no fucking idea.
1: <laughs> I had no idea.
0: <laughs> and you yeah. couldn't be more different. And I tried to take teachers that would, would maybe be like me, but it's funny how teachers that are different than you, like, push you I think
1: that be- makes sense. I am I'm harder on people that are like me because you're hard on yourself, right? Yes. You, you develop some kind of artistic skill and you push yourself. I, I think teachers note the hardest, whatever bad habit they had. Mm-hmm. So if there was somebody who was like not being emotive, that's, you know, that's a problem that I have, or not being <laughs> like uh, energetic or trying to be too smart or controlling, I'd come down hard on that because like I had to come down on hard on that in myself. Yeah, I do the but same if, thing. If there's somebody like you who was a bit more of a loose cannon, who was kind of had a persona built into all their characters, but they seem kind of free flowing and sort of bold, I'd, I'd welcome it because that that was what I was always trying to encourage in myself. So it, that does make sense in a way.
0: Yeah, I always teach people I'm like, okay, let's focus up a little bit more let's, <laughs> let's like, make, make an eye statement. Maybe we, we react to the unusual thing rather than say your own funny thing you know? I do a lot of like uh, uh, teaching like critical that. critical notes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, I mm-hmm. contradict myself. Do as I say, not as I do. A hundred percent. I tell everyone that like, I'm like, never watch my comedy. I go, I'm bad. I'm aggressively bad at improv. I no, just, you're not. No, you're not. That's not. No, that's not. True. <laughs> no, don't you dare, Robbie. You don't know. Robbie was my student. The cat's out the bag. We never said it on the fucking pod. What, what's
1: What's Robbie <laughs> like as a as an improviser? Robbie, what do you like as an improviser? What's your deal? Let's get into it. Let's uh, just alienate every every podcast I do.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it, every we, lose, we
1: lose the audience; they're gone. That's okay. Ga- no, Gabrus comes on. You have a huge hit. You talk about weed and fun shit. Uh, Will Heist comes on. We'll be talking. it. No, we want analogies. to talk about improv. Best second beats.
0: Yeah, Maybe. I love this. We Push gotta feed away. the. You gotta everybody, feed the
1: nerds, bro. You gotta feed the nerds. You know, let's do it. Let's get into who's. Let's get into. Let's talk about Curtis Rutherford's uh, <laughs> Improv Beat by Beat podcast. <laughs> Let's get into Sean distance pattern game thoughts. Let's go. deep. Let's let's, let's,
0: let's get, let's get, I have have the documents, bro. And please I've gotten a lot of fucking coaching gigs out of that improv beat by beat. (laughs) So
1: I liked your your quotes on that. I remember being impressed. I remember being like, wow, Sebastian really intellectualizes this stuff maybe more than I realized.
0: You definitely do. That's the secret. Well, I try. Nobody listen. Everyone at home, shut the fuck. Don't fucking listen. That's a secret. Well, I pretend that I'm dumber than I am. So then people are surprised yeah. when I say something smart.
1: Well, it's like Finelli. When Don Finelli first showed up, he looked like the biggest meathead ever from New Jersey, but then he's like an engineer. He's like this yeah. incredibly and not not just smart. He's incredibly cerebral. Like he's super analytical in his approach, actually. Yeah. He's not it. very instinctual, I don't think. No. So he he can be, but I don't I
0: don't think that's his natural approach. I think I'll I'll speak about Robbie for a second. Ready, (laughs) Robbie? What I like about Robbie as an improviser is he's he's got he's he's got a lot of guts, right? Okay. So bravery, bravery, or instinct? Instinct. Okay. Instinct, bravery, fair to moderate. We'll <laughs> fair <laughs> I always have to, to moderate, fair to moderate. I would always go, Robbie. if you're going to do the move, fucking do it, bro. Come on, hit it, you know? OK, okay. but he's got good instinct. He's got good instinct. He just has okay. to double down on shit. Right. Sure. And I think that it's hard. also what I liked about Robbie. There is, I will say this bias and improv. Right. Uh-huh. What you like comedy wise because he yeah. spoke. He's from New Jersey, spoke a lot of shit that I like. And I okay. go, I like this kid. Probably because he's speaking a lot of stuff that I (laughs) uh, agree with and recognize with. Yeah. I I know what you're saying. Yeah. So the best part about Robbie was that he's kind of from a world I am. (laughs) He's from (laughs) a similar background. No, Robbie does a good, Robbie also, I could feel like he wanted to like get better and he would do a good job listening and building off what the other person's saying. Someone
1: who's really into it, like has passion for it, that, that goes a long way.
2: Yeah, I have your books. So, this is the first time that I'm talking to somebody that I've also read a book that they wrote.
1: <laughs> did you, how much of it did you read? Did you make it all the way through, uh, or what? what probably halfway? not. To be completely
2: honest, more than <laughs> yeah, halfway. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> more, than well, halfway. more than halfway. More um,
1: than halfway is good. More than halfway is good. I appreciate that. I probably no. just was like, not I, I I bought a lot. Of I, wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote. I've written three improv books. Really, really, I've written two, and um, and so I read a lot of improv books when I was writing mine, and they're hard to read you know, even if you're really into it, even if they're really good, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of, they kind of get boring. So it's hard to finish an
2: improved book. I never read a single page of the UCB manual. If that, well, I you tried took the to classes read it. it. So that is, yeah, that is yeah, super yeah, redundant. Yeah. But I liked, um, I did like your book. Okay. I appreciate that. I feel like that. there was things about, like you applied it into like life, I feel like. And it, no, you know, you. like I could like move things into my real life and be like, oh, this isn't, if nothing comes of this, I made my life better. And I think your book helped <laughs> me see that well uh,
0: i did not read your book but of I, course let's, that's let's, totally fine let's be fair <laughs> i rarely hit Seymour on like a facebook post to read the whole fucking post okay sure. so let's just be honest yeah. it's the reading that's the problem it's not that, yeah it's an improv book
1: i i take no insult at all uh for not reading my book or reading anything that's robbie you that. see you seem emotionally open robbie is that true you seem pretty you seem like you're nicely present Do, would you say that describes you yeah to some extent Seem like you are.
0: He's good for, for who he should be, you know? He's what, good for a, an Italian boy from New Jersey. He's emotionally open for, for his like stereotype type of Italian boy from New Jersey.
1: Right, you don't seem like a tough guy who's trying to win the situation in a good no, way. No, no,
0: no.
2: No, that's take, tough because people get into situation. comedy uh,
1: and they try to win and dominate every situation. I'm like, get to stand up, bro. You're yeah. not going to do well in improv because you're trying to win too much. You I could do that in stand-up. You don't have to, but that can work in stand-up. I think. Not that I'm I, an expert.
0: I always in say improv.
1: You gotta. You can't. You can't be trying to win if you're doing improv. That ain't gonna work.
0: There's a quote I always say from you, Will. It's we shouldn't be fighting to win. We should be fighting to lose because the loser is the funny one in the scene. Right. Oh,
1: that's, I'm gonna use that again. That sounds good.
0: Yeah, I fucking <laughs> say it all the time. I don't even know if you said it, but I fucking credit you. I agree with
1: it, so I hope I said it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, um, you definitely did say it.
1: Yeah. I, think- I remember I remember a scene you did in the 401 class I taught you and that was funny. You want to hear it?
3: Yeah, let's hear well, it.: Well, that's an amazing that. memory. <laughs> Will's I got do a good
1: memory. I have a good memory for I mean, it is somewhat inconsistent. There, there are sometimes things that I won't remember that I should, but I think more than a lot of improv teachers, I can remember a lot of classes I taught and stuff that people did, especially if I liked it. And I remember a seeing Sebastian, the 401 class also you were at a stacked 401 class Five. that I taught with you. Brendan Mulligan was in that class. And he was Martha on Lloyd Martha was
0: He's already on Lloyd Night. Yeah, yeah. Martha. Uh, he, Martha Hearn
1: was? was in the class. It was, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? There's a guy's name. Latino. Jose. Fuck. I'm,
0: um, is, oh, I should know, but I, I don't even, uh. You I remember to look who I'm up,
1: talking about. Yes. Yes. I do know who you're talking about. It was about. really funny. He yes. and Martha did a scene where Martha was like a guy and he was a girl and he, and she was, she as the guy was trying to finger him the whole scene. <laughs> and it was like, just moving in like, Putting putting her arm around him and like just trying to be real sleazy and the object work was so funny of her just like pouring drinks and trying to like sidle up to him. Yeah. I just remember it was it was and his like reactions I it was hilarious. Because he had
0: big reactions. It might have been Ramsey, his name might have been. That might have that might be right. He just had he was just a good actor. Yeah. So but fuck that. Fuck them. Okay. Well yeah. get to my scene.
1: What I remember was we were doing Harold's. Your first beat was a musician, and I think the game was roughly a guy who claimed to have written the song beforehand but had not written the song. And so he was making it up about the stuff
0: that was just all around him, right? A a bad game for an improv scene. Um, not not great but it not could work great. not great because we're inherently making it up in the moment yeah, so yeah, the so game- your,
1: your game is that you are improvising but <laughs> yes. it was still alright we had a who what where and it was uh-huh. you were a rock musician and I, I forget who was playing the engineer but um, you were you, you were doing a funny rock and roll character who had all this bravado and was like I got it I got it bro I got it I got the song and so m- maybe the first beat was you worried about it. And then the second beat we're in the studio and it's come time to do the song. And so the game has been laid out. We know that you haven't written the song and it's going to be like shitty. But the part that really made me laugh was when you you put on your like improv guitar, stepped up to the mic and started singing in a full British accent for like, and you were <laughs> not British, or you were like, I got it. Listen, Listen to me, oh, like a huge, big choice. <laughs> The energy that you sang made me laugh, but also the decision to be British out of nowhere—not <laughs> to be British, but just that this dude who sounds like he's from Staten Island, because you were just talking as yourself, uh-huh. you would sing in this big British accent—I exploded with laughter. Then the whole scene became about how you were American when you talked, but British when you sang. <laughs> we abandoned the initial game completely. It's good sometimes, <laughs> but it—it it was super fun, oh. and. Uh, and I could have watched you just coming up with songs in that British voice for hours. I was just, I roared with laughter. Hey, also, do, I remember another scene from this class. Want me to tell you this?
0: This is awesome. This yeah. one I bet you'll remember.
1: <laughs> oh, it's the,
0: I know, go ahead. I know it's scene you to You know to talk what this about. is, right? Yeah, There's yeah, the raised yeah. yeah, yeah raised right? by
1: wolves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you this, wrote it in your blog. Yes, I did, because I cried laughing. I, like, had tears on my face. It was so funny. But But I, I don't know if I can come up with the specifics. It was something like, it's one of those like abstract group games mm-hmm. where people start and they're just doing like a noise and a gesture. So they're going like, oh, 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 or something like that. And they're not, they're avoiding labeling, like what's happening. And at first that's kind of fun, but then it gets old. Yes. And they're, they're kind of refusing to say. Maybe this was like the second group game in a Herald because that's very commonly the one where people have are out of ideas.
0: Yeah, 100%. And we just and start I, making noises.
1: <laughs> and I think there was something earlier in the show about being raised by weird animals or something. Uh-huh. And so you were going to walk on. And that, to me, it was clear that you were going to label them as being raised by something because yeah. that was a callback or whatever. But what made me laugh was you looked at me for permission to walk in like you looked at me from the back line like is this okay because they were kind of all bmp's in a pod and you were gonna break the pattern and like speak uh uh-huh. but you kind of looked at me like should i go on and i like waved you on i was like yeah definitely <laughs> like they're they're kind of they need to label it they're avoiding it like it's yes. bad that they're it's bad that they're all just copying each other. It's time to say something. You you mimed opening a door and said, boy, you were kidding when you said you were
3: raised by wolves. (laughs) It was like, that wording it's like, what do you mean? You were you weren't you just walked in the room. So it's weird that you're acting like you're answering somebody's dialogue. What you
0: weren't kidding me? You said you were raised by wolves. Like I did like we had this whole long conversation. I was raised by wolves. No, you weren't. No right, you right, weren't right. It was
1: so silly. I mean I, I remember just like heaving like with laughter. Like it was I even knew the move before you did it, but the way you did it was So unnecessarily silly and crazy. I don't know. I loved it. That that whole class was great. I remember that was a really strong group from what I remember.
0: I have, I had bad improv etiquette. Like I would look at the teacher. (laughs) I would, I do that when I was on Harold night. Well, this is bad. If I got a big laugh, I would sometimes turn around and wink at my teammate. (laughs) If they were talking about someone in the scene on the back line on stage, I would lean over. I go, I'm Marissa, and I would <laughs> never enter the scene. I would just let it be known to someone next to me that they're talking about me.
1: That's pretty fun. I don't know. I think that's a good time.
0: I th- I, I think
1: that, that's good. There's something to be said about having fun. Yeah, joy is contagious. Like it, uh, it, you know. Some people do things in improv out of fear, or you do them out of joy. The same move. And if you're doing it out of fear, it's bad. And if you're doing it out of joy, it's good.
0: You have joy. For a serious man, you have a lot of joy. I think so, too. I
1: think I'll get. have a lot of playfulness when I do improv. I I worked into it, at least.
0: I don't think people realize that about you. And I say our joy comes from different places. Mine comes from being excited to for mm-hmm. me the person to pretend for you i think you have so many passions and so many like, in- like yeah, like have-
1: intellectual joy like i get yes. to, to talk about something or whatever i do really like that i like that stuff
0: when you bring up a detail your eyes light up when you could start <laughs> talking about like a specific that yeah. you know only f- four people might get yeah but the joy i do love it everyone I, enjoy it yeah I, go ahead. I, I think you're right
1: like if it's coming from a place of happiness it sort of makes it work you kind know, of in a in a, w- in a way no matter what it is like a, a thing that might be a bad habit in another context mm-hmm. if it's being done out of happiness that could be good yeah did i, and, no reason I told you this. we've had like five conversations in our whole life together this is like the sixth time we've spoken <laughs> but I
0: know. <laughs> I know i'll tell you this Will one time we did meet backstage and it was an awkward convo oh no it was just nothing we just didn't know how to talk to each other oh yeah but that's that's also me. I I, I like your you know high what? high status. I'm like I was high status.
1: I- you were a piece of shit. Like it was yeah. probably awkward for both of us. <laughs> you were obviously needy and clamoring for validation, and I was withholding and reserved. Yeah, I can see where that would be awkward. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, we were. It was a problem.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was a problem. Um, I am. Um, it's funny because I was there for so long, but. I I started at ECB in 99, right? And I moved away from New York at the beginning of 2014. That's like, you know, 15 years or whatever in a place. I went through huge personal changes, like during that time. like And in in particular, Sebastian, during the time that you sort of... Do you remember when that 401 class would have been? Would Uh, that have been 2012 or 2011? 2012, around then, yeah. Okay, so 2012 was like... I got sober in 2012. Like I was drinking too much. And then in September, I was like, fuck it. I'm quitting drinking. And it was like hard. It was like a big deal. I was a mess in like my, not to like get overly serious about it, whatever. But like, just to say like, I would be teaching a 401 class and in my head in like turmoil over like my personal life, Uh, right? Teaching the class would be like a relief. I'd be like, oh, thank God. I'll come in here and just do my improv thing. But part of like getting sober for me was kind of like getting out of, getting over myself, Uh like trying to let go of UCB status. Like I didn't realize like how dependent I had become on like being a big man at this fake world of UCB. Like it snuck up on me. Of course I had become totally dependent on it Uh just on being the big man. So there were a lot of times when I would kind of big dog people with my stupid UCB senior teacher (laughs) status That was like worthless. And I I was not weirdly aware of it at the time, but I would look back and be like, so it it is totally possible and probably true that I fucking did big dog you sometimes that I probably did make fun of you out of some need to
0: like establish this stupid, useless dominance. It's probably true. Well, the thing is, I am a person that's a big dog. Just going around. So if you're a large man, is that what you mean? No, I just personality. My personality. You're an alpha. Yeah, I hate that because then people think that means I'm mean, but that's. Well, you're not mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but but I'm a total fucking alpha, bro. (laughs) 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 I'm a total fucking alpha. But so it like UCB would take me for a loop sometimes because I'm like, wait a second. How am
1: I not? Yeah. how am i not on top why yeah. is will hines on top of me this like he's a super beta look at this bald schmuck he's alpha <laughs> and i'm beta that ain't right this
0: pot-bellied fat man is a i should be alpha over him and then i said i said i'm gonna get good at improv so i could become the alpha again and and you so, did. so that's what happens. yeah you achieve dominance and then the place closed
3: oh uh, fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> now i'm living you know what you know it's. I, my personality, what's fun about me is my personality is alpha, but all the specifics and details yeah. of my life are total beta. Beta, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. good comedy. It is, it's inherent. That's why I think audiences like me instantly. It's because it's like, yeah, what the does underdog he see? is alpha. Yeah. yeah, he's like fat, he lives at home, he's poor, <laughs> he doesn't have any real skills. Why is he so confident? What the <laughs> fuck is going on with this loser? <laughs> and I think inherently, that's why, um, Someone once asked me, they say being fat, does that make comedy harder? I said, No. Well, yeah. It makes it only easier. Yeah. Because inherently the audience goes, I know what's wrong with you. I see yeah. your flaws instantly when you walk on stage. So yeah. now I'm not threatened by you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're instantly in a low status spot. You're mm-hmm. instantly a fool, like we like fools. Yes. So yeah, it is, it is, it is
2: valuable.
0: Oh, I could talk comedy with you all day. Well, well I, when I, did, I, did you get nothing
2: else going on? What up? brought you into doing improv i was uh i was just adrift
1: and lonely basically i was a computer (laughs) programmer in my 20s and i missed funny people (laughs) my brothers were funny and my family was funny and my college friends were funny but then like in my 20s i was a programmer so everybody was kind of serious and sort of lame and quoting jay leno and just (laughs) just just kind of boring people like i just didn't like the conversations i missed creative people but i didn't have anything in my life that brought me around creative people so i just started sniffing around comedy out of boredom i had no aspirations but i started doing stand up first briefly i do i would do like a lot of open mics this is like forever ago like 1997 98 in new york city like wandering around the open mic scene not doing that well and then i started taking improv classes just cuz i was sort of looking for anything to do that i thought i i was writing essays to the Village Voice, humorous essays, hoping they would publish them. Never got anywhere with that. I did stand up at a lot of open mics, never really got anywhere with that. Took a couple improv classes and I just clicked with improv best. I just liked it best. And it happened to be that the UCB theater was new and doing classes. And so that was one of the places I stumbled into. And it was, uh, I just, I basically made friends with people in my level one class. So I stuck around with no real plans for it to be the rest of my life, but then it just ended up, you know, it's kind of sure. gradually became that.
0: Uh, my question mm-hmm. I feel this all the time, and I don't want to put this feeling on you. Okay. Do you wish that you picked a different form of comedy to attack 110%? Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, okay. Me too. I don't know. I, the- if I had gone
1: hard after stand up and not given up, I think I'd be a comedy writer now. Yeah. But I don't know. It's easy to say, <laughs> it's always easy to That's say, like. Sad. <laughs>
0: It got a yes. little sad for a moment, right? But, but I
2: also I do think they all kind of feed each other in some way. They do feed Especially each other. Especially reading your sure. book. I think you like can deduce principles that could be applied into all different types of Thank things.
1: Thank you, Robbie. See, you're helping us out. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna hold us together from getting too sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I, I could imagine an alternate universe where I'm a stand up. I mean, actually I'll say this. I think improv was better for my emotional health. Like not to keep bringing it back to my personal crisis, but I am, after I did get sober, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: I felt happier. I felt like restarting and newly humble and just like, okay, yeah, I got to get over myself and start over. And like, you're not in a bad way. Like, Will, you're kind of starting over from the bottom. Re- re- re-earn your identity, Yeah, you know, in a way that I, I loved doing. And I think in stand up can encourage a lot of ego And a lot of narcissism doesn't have to be plenty of nice people do stand up, but I think it can encourage like me, 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 dominate, 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 dominate. That if I had had success in that realm, I think it would have been bad for me. And the only thing that saved me was improv encourages collaboration, humbling yourself, yes, losing. So I, I think the seeds of my recovery were kind of built into that for, we're from improv
0: so i, I don't know
1: career wise i wish yeah i wish i did stand up but i don't know maybe i'm happier
0: now because i did improv i i used to fuck around and do drugs well i don't know if you know that i did um, not know that yeah 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 probably um i don't know if it was one your class but like in college and stuff and like i my friends were no fuck. they they were in trouble you know okay okay um and i Cut all that shit out of my life. Do you life. want to talk about what kind of
1: drugs, or are we not get into that? Are we talking, oh. like, cocaine stuff or, like, heroin, opiate stuff?
0: Opiate stuff. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Scary. Scary. Scarier, I think.
0: Very scary. It actually makes me – I can't uh, – like, thinking about it, it makes me feel horrible inside. Yeah. But I also have this idea of, um, like, of that you're speaking to about, like, vulnerability and, like, I need to start over and, like, let me listen to other people. I was humbled yeah. by this idea of, like uh, – I understand people falling apart because I was, what, two mistakes away from that or something like that? Right, 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 right. Yeah, so. There's an empathy to improv that there isn't in other. I think so.
1: I think so. Like, there's some, you got to eat shit a lot and you kind of have to uh, accept that you're not the star a lot in a way that can be really good. So I actually sometimes think there's an alternate life that I led where I went into up and crushed it. I, have no, I don't know why I think <laughs> this, and just became like financially successful in comedy very young, but like uh-huh. ruined my life. Sure. And, and in that alternate life, I go and see an improv group and I'm like, they look happy. Why didn't I do that? And this life that I have now is the one where I did do that. And I am pretty happy. Like all my friends are improv people. I saw Neil Casey this morning. Oh, Casey and I had coffee this morning and I drove him and his wife and his son to the airport. And it was was just really nice chat. And I see friends all the time in L.A. who I love seeing. That's so beautiful. I don't know. That's like, you know, I do wish I had more career success, but like, that's not a bad one to have.
0: No, for real.
1: Like. You know, but you fun. also,
0: you're a comedian. You are, you work. You're on TV that's true. shows. Yeah, I do have to forget
1: about that. Yeah. You
0: fucking work. Shut the fuck up, Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't say you don't have success because what am I? <laughs> what am I then? Right? Will. But I
1: see you as so much more talented than me. Not to compare and contrast. I have 100% faith that you will find whatever success you desire.
0: That's so beautiful. I mean, you this know,
1: is this year is fucking weird. Like, this year doesn't count.
0: Sure, sure. I you know what, Will? Can I sound like a psycho? I yeah. feel I think I, I will s- find some success somewhere too. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. You should believe that. <laughs> this is this psycho. I think it would be psycho. We- <laughs> think
1: be psycho if you did it, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. I think it's nice that you think that.
0: Yeah, of course I would quit if I didn't think
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I do too. I guess I think that I will yes. I mean, I do have some success, but I, I also think that I'll keep finding some amount of it. Like, I do I do believe that. I don't know in what form, and I think it won't always be the showiest, most, like, prestigious sort of success, but that, I don't really give a shit about that.
0: Well, what makes us different? We have all these commonalities that we talk about. What makes us different? Yeah. You're a total fucking nerd, bro. Yeah. You're a total, total nerd. nerd. Yeah, yeah. You, you – so literally, you do a podcast where you just talk about comic books.
1: Yes, me and my also post forty year old brother just talk about comic books. Yeah, and it is not popular. That co- podcast, no one's listening to that podcast. Really, I shouldn't say nobody, but like within the realm of podcasts, it's like not that. It's not that big.
0: Interesting, but you and I have it-
1: plugged it on some big podcasts. I have been. I've guessed it on, like Comedy Bang Bang, which has uh-huh. a huge audience of nerds. Yes. <laughs> And I have promoted this comic book podcast on there, and that has driven some of our audience to it. But, like, I feel like I have applied a white-hot blowtorch of promotion to the metal of this podcast, and the temperature has gone up, like, one degree. I'm like,
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so let's get to it. What's wrong with the pot. What's wrong with the pot? Well, well
1: I, Kevin and I just talk to each other about our own just stuff we want to. We, we don't. We don't really let people in too much.
0: Okay, <laughs> so that's we're, we're
1: not we're not really building it for success. We're building it for us to hang out. So oh, it, okay. it is successful in that fashion.
0: It's successful for the goal that you want, which is to that's hang right. out with your brother. That's right. Yes, it is one hundred percent successful in that regard. And you know what the point of this podcast is? No to fucking make Robbie catch feelings for your boy right here for me. You know? <laughs> that's a running. <laughs> and it's successful. Kid, he, he sends me kissy faces nonstop over text. I get DMs late at night from the dude, you know? So, so it's working. It's working. Yeah, well, it's working. It's working.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah,
1: I guess you have to remember what we put our effort into when we when we when we measure ourselves.
2: Yeah, he 100%. saw me as a student and was like, I'm going to make him fall in love with me. <laughs> and then he asked me to do his podcast
0: 100% as soon as the theater closed I go finally I'll make my move I'm
1: <laughs> he's wounded he doesn't know what he's doing with his life yeah. he's
0: weak now I'll pray I mean this I, is predatory behavior I, well no because oh, the you open. weren't here Will. Will you weren't here before you fucking signed on I, I, Robbie he turns on his computer screen and he runs up those stairs behind his fucking <laughs> bare ass bro Not really <laughs> yes, this is wild behavior. Wait, Robbie, I, did I ask you before the podcast started? I said, do you wear briefs? Because I saw your underwear. Is that true? <laughs> that's true. But I See, wasn't there. Asked. Not, I had boxers you know, on. I'll say this, Will. It was a Sound, small... it
1: sounds like you were kind of letting yourself be a little wild in front of Sebastian, though. Yeah, I yes. guess. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so you're sending you're crazy. sending some kind of signal. You're running around in your briefs like yeah. some fraternity <laughs> boy shirt in front of Sebastian.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. European cut. Well, it was a nice deep cut. You know. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. A,
1: that sends a message.
0: It does. So this podcast is successful in that regard. Yeah. Your boy's so, getting feelings for you. I love that. Well, I would rather talk about comedy to be honest. Let's just talk about comedy. I mean, I was going to talk
1: about video games, but I feel like it'd be a letdown. It'd be so boring. I think. Fuck
0: we that can- then. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's, let's just fucking, this is it. Fuck it. What's your biggest,
1: what's your biggest career success so far?
0: Me? Yeah. You, who else am I talking to? What do you mean me? Yes. (laughs) Me? What's my (laughs) biggest career success? Yeah. This is hard. I don't know. Maybe getting a couple of lines being on a TV show for a couple of lines, but that's yeah, that's a big success. But I'll tell you this. Well, I haven't been funny on television yet.
1: Yeah. I have not been that funny. I've only a couple of times, a little bit. I've done exposition Mm -hmm. on TV, which is that's 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 fun, too. Yeah.
0: And I've been I guess I guess I don't think it's that fun. I'm not I'm not the person you want to sell exposition for. You know, I could barely read words. (laughs) So but you've been funny, though, right? A couple times. Wrecked.
1: Uh yeah, wrecked was pretty funny. Yeah, wrecked was funny. Nobody really watched that show, but I was. It was a. It was a good time. Yeah. I. I think that Rekt was could... a UCB party. There was like yes. tons of UCB
0: people writing and acting on that show. That's really fun when that happens. I guess so. I guess in my mind, that's that would be my biggest success, having a couple of lines on TV. Oh, but in my mind, not even. I guess being a, uh, a performer on Ask Cats, getting on the Ask Cat yeah, page, that's a big success for sure. Would be my biggest success because I. Will this was comedy was the only thing I ever worked hard at, Mm, okay, and so when I get successes I feel good about them. Yeah,
1: um, this podcast uh, is a success. It is.
0: You know what? It's the first. You're right, Robbie. Wait, ask me the question again. Will, (laughs) what's your biggest success? The motherfucking podcast, Will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, edit out everything else. We'll just start with that. We still, this is where we enter. I love this. Yeah. the music,
0: right? <laughs> I, I will say this. This is the first time I'm sharing my opinions with the world.
1: Uh, on your on, career and stuff?
0: Uh, no, on a platform. Like, like, as an oh, improviser. The podcast.
1: Yes, 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 yes. You're always in a character. You're just, like, saying yes to the
0: scene, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's interesting. And I why I didn't continue. I did a little stand up and why I didn't continue was because I was like, I don't know what I feel about life yet. I don't okay. know what my opinions are. And I think it was like I was in rebuilding phase of my life. I was like, OK, I, yeah. I had to tear apart this whole fucking toxic Staten mm-hmm. Island's drug use fucking part of me and this right. partier and become like a new raw person. What do you think about Pete Davidson? What do I think about him? I don't understand
1: drug use, Staten Island,
0: huge, huge success, right? I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna end well. I don't. I can't see longevity. Mm -hmm. It's not in in his. I don't. I can't see that as his future. Not as a person, but as I can't see him aging well into that. Well, yeah, I can see that. Um, I think
1: I I don't. Whatever, whatever. I would not have predicted that he would be so big, but I miss. I misjudge that stuff all the time. Yes, and remember, and- Will
0: said he thinks I'll be big. So let us just he Misjudging. <laughs> yeah, all right. The I time. think you'll be big. So uh,
1: you, that probably dooms you. You probably have no shot. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you're you're over. Um, it, when all when all the girls went crazy for Pete Davidson, that's when I was like, oh, he does have something that I'm just not seeing. So that'll probably keep going.
0: Well, that's why I keep saying I'm hot. That's why I keep saying build that, build that. Yeah, I am one hundred percent in building this this false narrative that I'm the hottest person in podcasts because I have this whole theory that in in order to be a a fucking comedian now, you need to be a smoke show. You need to like Mm -hmm. it's half of comedy. There are a lot
1: of attractive people doing comedy. It's weird.
0: Yes, taking their shirt should be be for the Uggos. I
1: know this is the Uggos got to take back comedy. Uggos got (laughs) to really take back the freaks and the Uggos got (laughs) to assert themselves.
0: Brian Posehn, think about him. He would have never made it nowadays.
1: Yeah, Brian Posehn would have been doomed.
0: Doomed. He looks so- like a
1: circus act. <laughs> and you know what I mean? He couldn't make it. I he think he couldn't we- get an Amazon special. What's the thumbnail of Brian Posehn? He would look like a caged animal.
0: <laughs> this is wild talk. Yeah, but that's why I keep saying I'm hot because there is, I think, now with the internet. You do have to like take pictures of yourself and you do yeah. have to like make yourself. But confidence marketable.
1: is confidence can do in place of like pure physical beauty. Yes. So, so I'm, which I don't have that either. But
0: you, you can you can work. You can fake that into your persona. I think I, I am. I am like putting confidence. forward this air of like, I don't yeah. care. I'm not. Insecure. It's partly real. It's partly real. It is partly real. I do yeah, think yeah. uh I think my energy is hot. I wouldn't say say my uh, body is uh, crushing it. (laughs) I wouldn't (laughs) say I'm crushing it in that department. Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen to improv in New York?
1: Is it gone now? You think it's going to come back? What's happening?
0: The squirrel thing. Is it over?
1: Here's what I think. Yeah, go ahead. I I think improv is done for like the next, I don't know, five or six years. Not totally done. People will do it, but it just like will not catch fire in any way. The UCB like peaked and sucked all of the improv thing. And now it's got, it's got to like the ground has to re-fertilize and okay. all the attention's going to go to like, I don't know, Instagram comedians, camp front facing camera characters, uh-huh. weird kind of more Chris Guthrie public access show, Brett Davis type of stuff, yeah, uh, where it's just kind of being a weird for weird sake a little bit. That's not quite a fair characterization of those things, but that aspect of those things. And then in like five or six years, it'll raise up again in a surprising way. I, I could be wrong. Squirrel could could cut to the cut to that a bit earlier, but I think it'll be like it goes away, and then there'll be like a weird trio or quartet out of you know East Williamsburg. Yeah, that is got a weird show they do on. Thursday nights at some bar and that starts the fire again.
0: Uh-huh. It's yeah, it's going to be something like underground. And they won't
1: listen. they will be irreverent to the past. They won't give a fuck about UCB or any old school stuff. They'll just be good and they'll be partly problematic and partly funny and uh-huh. you see this. Old people won't like it. Yeah. And it'll just like be hot. And they'll just pack the bar and they'll be like we should start a theater and that'll that's that's what'll happen.
0: This is this is you think that building from something that was destroyed is always hard. Building yeah, it's with
1: easier to just to be a new thing on its own. I mean, if the ECB kind of got the best of both worlds because they were building yes. on Chicago, but
0: they didn't do it in Chicago. No, the people, and it was also before the internet. Like the internet was booming, that everyone would be like, "I know Chicago uh, comedy," and now mm-hmm. we're here. You know, they kind of got like a fresh start here. Yep, I am at this place in my life. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to be involved in a theater anymore. Sure. Maybe you're hurt, too. I, oof. (laughs) Yeah, I probably am. (laughs) I probably. Your family
1: disintegrated around you. Why would you immediately jump into another family?
0: I think I let UCB crumbles, and I literally looked around me and I said, what do I have?
1: Nothing. Nothing. I mean, you have more than that, but that's what you thought.
0: A hundred percent, no, but you—it's th- not that far of a leap that you could think it instantly, you know, right? <laughs> I built so much at this place, and it disappeared, and now I have nothing. Yeah. So I, I have the skills. So I think now, and, in my and head, community, yeah, uh,
1: lots of friends.
0: Of co- hundred oh, percent, I have I mean, friends. I've That's, I have that's connections. huge. Yes,
1: and, and lots, career and emotionally, that's big. A hundred, and but I, I know what you mean. You know, I think like. I think a lot of people in New York, when the UCB crumbled, were really hurt, are really hurt, and really went through a cynical phase. Maybe you're still in it.
0: Yeah, maybe. I still don't a think a little hopeless. I don't know.
1: But also the pandemic's doing that to everybody. Like, lots of my friends out here in sunny L.A. are like, what the fuck is happening?
0: I, th- I think it's not real to a lot of people yet. It's like we're in another dimension. It's pretty wild, Robbie. Say something quick. It's getting very depressing here.
1: Yes, spice <laughs> it up, Robbie. Robbie, Help spice it out. up. Strip, whip off those pants. Run up the stairs. Give us something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Going, sex it I, up. Sex it up. We need something. If I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna be pantsless and go, uh, I have a stairs. I'd rather go up the stairs than go down. I think at, that's at an interesting th- opinion. Why do you think that? Because I think at least grab, like my muscles will be working to go up, <laughs> lifting the ass up to show okay. off my cheeks. Going okay. down is just gravity. All sag, work. all sag, yeah. All drag. You, you know? want
1: to go against gravity. Okay,
0: I see that. A hundred percent. And this is something My I body think
1: has never looked good. I've never looked good naked. Even when I was like young and like I had a pot belly when I was in high school. Like Ugh. I never had like a trim slim situation going on.
0: I rarely walk around naked but one time I was walking around I, I like I was like I guess in college or something my sister was home I didn't realize what and college I just did you go to I went to Manhattan college in Riverdale oh. um I went for engineering uh, just and like I what what kind of engineering electrical Woohoo, the hard one no I, I would I would say chemicals the hardest
1: electricity is a close second I think that's a yes. really di- you're not mechanical engineers. Sometimes those guys are idiots.
0: Yeah, I, the civil—they just want to not always, civil not always. They're
1: not even engineers. Civil engineers are dummies.
0: <laughs> no, they're construction workers. Let's just get <laughs> yeah, to the chase. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the but, uh, so,
1: electrical engineering—that's for real. That's yes, real I math. Would, that's yeah. real.
0: Yeah. It was hard, and uh, I was doing—I couldn't juggle at all, so I dropped out. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in college, but I was home for some reason. I went on the treadmill and I got naked downstairs and I was I was at the phase of my life. I was drinking out a gallon jugs of water. So okay. I walked up the stairs. I'm naked. And I didn't I didn't realize my sister was home. And okay. so I walk up the steps, and I'm naked, and she goes, "Smash it!" I go, "Ah!" And I put the fucking gallon jug in front of my dick, yeah. and instead of hiding my dick, it was like a, a a hall of mirrors, so it just molded my dick into a different weird shape, and like elongated my penis for my sister.
1: You like smooshed it up against a pane of glass, basically.
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> so now you're a genius. I- you're a genius. <laughs> so Your now. Instincts- I- when I get naked I just hold a, a jug in front of my dick so everyone goes interesting <laughs> So well maybe you get a jug for your body <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll
1: put a whole jug in front of my body and look great. Yeah.
0: There's a reason why these rich millionaires have fish tanks all over their house. It's
1: to fucking mold
0: their bodies as they're walking
1: around. At any moment, they could whip their clothes up and just smoosh their naked bodies against the fish tank and just make it look interesting.
0: You never know what they really look like.
1: (laughs) I can't get I've seen Elon Musk naked, but I can't get a good (laughs) beat on it because he's always smooshing his body against a fish tank. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. I've seen him naked plenty of times, but he swooshes his junk up against that fish tank. and makes it all elongated. I don't even know what I'm looking at. So, right, yeah, this is the way to do it.
0: So this is the, this is the way, way to do it. OK, let's go. Okay, let's go. I'll over. stop
1: talking about I'll stop talking about serious things. We can we get into other shit.
0: No, I want I want to get into this. Um, OK, make a good improviser. What do you got to be? This is oh. this is the fuck it. We're talking improv comedy episode. OK, yeah, Okay, let's do but, it. Let's do it. Fuck this it. Is we're it. talking improv comedy.
1: Right. Uh, we'll each go. You, me and Robbie will all go. We're all going to okay. say things we think we need. All right. So I'll say I'll do the easy one. You got to listen. You have to empathetic listening. You have to listen and understand the intention of what they're going for.
0: Beautiful. Instinctively.
1: Yes. You got to right away kind of have a sense over what they're going for. When that, right. That's not easy. So that I'll say that's something you need
0: better listening. Yes, active listening. Christina Gaussis, we're a fucking straight up nerd right now. Christina Gaussis used to say this. She goes, uh, listening is not a, uh, listening's not a talent, it's a skill, and anyone could get good at a skill, so anyone could be a good improviser then.
1: Uh, I think she's right. Also, I-, I loved Christina's coaching and teaching. I took her workshops a couple times and they were unbelievably good and they were really different than everything else going on in New York at that time. So they were doubly good because they were good, period. Yes. And then also of a type, that was pretty rare in the scene,
0: so. I'm going to go off of this Christina Gauss's talk, emotionally reacting. If you don't react, why should we believe anything is real if we're not pretending it's real?
1: Okay, now let me push back a little bit. Okay, Not because I disagreed, because I want you to expand on it. What do you mean yes. emotional?
0: I meant that uh, uh, you whatever happens, you have to, in some degree, show that it affects you. Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, So it doesn't even have to be a correct emotional response. People just can't be saying words. And there is no like we throw a football and just disappears in the air. Right. Right. We could throw a football and someone could throw up a garbage can to catch it in, uh, emotionally speaking. Right. Or we could throw a football and someone could stab it. I don't care. There just has to be a consequences to an action. Right. I almost think like
1: saying yes is good. Saying no is good, but saying nothing is death, like not reacting to something is the scenes over. Yes. It'd be better if you reacted with a straight hard denial than do nothing, I think.
0: A- at least a denial you'll get a, a, fly- a point of view or something out of it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie? Right, Robbie,
2: now you go. I guess, like, be confident and have fun. Like, fun confidence. Robbie, the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Be- Robbie,
3: more- <laughs> don't you dare Like, I just remember me. so many times
2: being in <laughs> classes and people would be afraid or I would be like, you're spending so much money and you're so deeply into this thing and they would so nervous or i don't know okay okay it wouldn't it wouldn't like seem this. be fun.
1: confident have fun how could somebody put that into action let's say somebody's having trouble doing that okay i guess so you're having trouble having fun they're having trouble being they're taking class they they feel in their head or whatever like what what do they do i mean like, i think it's good advice this is this like, is a good principle
2: frame it for the whole world and be like it doesn't really mean like i'm j- i'm paying to do these classes and like what is it mm-hmm. like get rid of the stakes i guess a little bit And be like, I'm here to do this because I want to have fun and it should be fun. And this should like, that's the main goal. I think if you're doing this is to make people laugh and you laugh and everybody's having like a collaborative fun thing. What I I like about that is it would make somebody think, well, what is
1: fun about this for me? It would make them mm -hmm. check in with themselves. Like, not that there's not something, but just like, well, what is it? Do I want to play a character? That's not me. Is that what's fun for me? Is reacting big fun for me is... Like Sebastian would say, do I want to just bring up something I want to talk about so that my character, do I get joy out of that? Yeah. Whatever I, whatever it is, like what, 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 what makes it fun?
0: I would say this, if I was teaching a class and someone was like, I don't know how to have fun. I go, who's someone, like who's a friend that you like to do an impression of or make fun of in the moment or a family member? Why don't you play them in a scene? You know, I would try to bring them to a yeah. place where uh, like they could have fun outside of class and bring that into class. What might've like mm, that- sparked them into like be like oh it's so funny when you make fun of uh, of of bob when he does this thing oh yeah it is funny when i do that maybe i should take an improv class
2: yeah that is a good exercise
0: yeah when i had Uh, sebastian as
2: a teacher he would make fun of me a lot and i think that did break the ice though for a lot of the people because we would like be making fun of each other and it would be fun like it would be fun as soon in what fashion would he make fun of you I don't know. He'd be like, "Oh, what are you wearing that shirt for?" <laughs> like, oh, like no. I would wear a New York. I wore a New York or nowhere shirt one time, and he was like, "Oh, you're from Jersey, New York, or nowhere?" What is it? What? Like, he was just whatever. I would come in. He would just like, but it was funny. And he I would antagonize class, you a little bit. Yeah, but I invited it. I would also play him. into it a little bit. Yeah, we also knew
0: him. each other before. the Yeah, course. yeah, yeah. It wasn't like so? I was. I would coach him for a little, for a little bit. And okay. Okay. I uh, thought like- maybe there
1: was like some social club of cartoon characters where you yeah. mentioned <laughs> Where anybody had an exaggerated yeah. persona. Like, yeah, exactly. You two and Dan you Black and, and John yeah. Gabriels are all walking around being oh. exaggerated versions yeah. of your respective geographic areas. Hey, that was, used to, to a be show. called it
0: used to be called Brooklyn, bro. And then all the <laughs> fucking losers moved there, okay?
3: Well, you're right.
1: <laughs> it used to be called Brooklyn. You're like ten years old. Like, oh, yeah. as, if, <laughs> as if you like know another era than the current era. I was born in Brooklyn. Well, for till how till when to what age uh, no that i hate this the follow up
0: <laughs> <laughs> i moved when i was 1 I was ball. six
3: months. You can
0: walk around with the boys. <laughs>
3: then these hipsters came in. When I was eight months, all these hipsters moved in and ruined the joint.
0: I'll tell you this when I was a baby, I used to be able to go to pizzeria and no fucking gluten free. I'll tell you that none of this fucking gluten free. Everything, no vegan. If they said you got vegan, they go get the fuck out of Brooklyn. When okay? I was a baby, I'd go to a pizzeria and as they said gluten
3: free, I shit myself. It was the only former protest i had <laughs> i let him know this is bullshit
1: um <laughs> you so you one.
0: give me a break i you think moved to staten
3: island when you were one
0: yeah yeah okay yeah. so you're from staten island yeah i'm really from for, you're for real you're real from you're real staten island yes yes i'm real staten island boy i made fun of you in the class robbie because i think it's it's part of the teacher's job is to provide an energy in the room yeah no i think so, it was good look,
2: that's what i, mean. I look, made it fun like,
0: for everybody remind everyone like okay i'm gonna take attendance i'm gonna be a little bit a little bit funny you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna try to remind everyone okay this is our silly time
1: D- it, dem- it demystifies the class a little bit yes it makes things a little disposable in a good way
0: and i think also people when they're having fun they're more rec- if we're all laughing together and if you, you have to give them a hard note sometimes it's fun to like be like you did that that was so bad <laughs> what was the um, best class or coaching situation
1: you were ever in as a performer, each each of you? Like when did you like feel that comfort you were trying to give other people? I'll answer I'll answer it for me too.
0: Okay. I think um, comfort. When did I, f- so as I was in the class and when did someone make me feel like either oh. like as
1: either being coached or being taught when you were like, okay, I'm having fun. This is like this. I'm feeling it now.
0: Maybe it's Tamanek.
1: Okay. Yeah. I could see that.
0: Because he was so I don't fucking. He was so free and like, who cared? He was smoking weed in the back of the class. He would like, right, 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 right. He would literally turn. He would turn out the lights make us do a bat, which is improv in the dark, and all you would see was his vape pen <laughs> lighting up in the back of the class. And I was like, this is total insanity. I can't do anything wrong because he's breaking actual rules of the school. Yeah, love it. So, so like, what the fuck does an improv rule matter when he's literally smoking weed in a room that we shouldn't be allowed to even smoke anything?
1: I love it. I love him. I love him too. <laughs> All right,
2: Robbie. I guess there was a while when I was just like doing 401 and these advanced classes. And every Sunday, I would, my buddy Devin, who I'm, I'm friends with today, Devin Richie. I don't know if you know Devin. And then my other Devin. friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just like me and two friends would do pretty much three prop every Sunday. And that was kind of when I started to figure out a like lot of stuff. A out. rehearsal
1: room or a show?
2: Just a coach. Just so again in a rehearsal. Well,
1: so you're not saying that you're not saying the third member because you don't want to. I know Devin was the coach, event. and
2: then me, my buddy Billy, this guy Dan, we would do like three pop together. And it, it was okay. just kind of like that kept me in it. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm not taking a ton of classes. That was like when it started to get fun, I would say. And I was like, Oh, this is fun. We're just hanging out. I would see my friend. It was more like oh, I'm going to see my friends on Sunday. And now I'm friends with uh-huh. them to this day. Well,
1: mine was uh, Armando Diaz. He taught my level three. Um, and I, took, I ended up taking him five times. I took him oh, wow. two level threes, two sketch classes, and then two improv classes he did outside of UCB. So I took him six times. Because um, I just felt like I felt a good balance of comfortable and confident, but also still like challenged on some things.
0: So but I, I felt like
1: you- I was good when I was
0: in his class. That's
1: nice. I I felt like the benefit of the doubt was in my favor.
0: To feel good when someone makes you feel good. It's nice.
1: Yeah. So I for years, I would always imagine that I was in Armando's class when I needed confidence to do an improv. I just pretend you're in Armando's class and step out. That's That's so nice. nice. Yeah. He started his own theater. I was like, oh, it makes sense. Like he's
0: really he's really good at it. I've had him as a teacher. He's phenomenal. He's taught me some like very simple important lessons. He was very he was very simple. He
1: had very mechanical, simple pieces of advice, not big philosophical things, but they really worked.
0: Yeah, I remember once he said to me, he goes, "Sebastian, you said something. I, I like said like, oh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. Uh, I'm gonna throw this in the pool if you don't do that." And then, uh, like people didn't like that. I was like, "I'm gonna throw you in the pool or something like that." And people didn't like that. I go, "Never mind, I won't throw you in the pool because the audience reacted." He's like, "Sebastian, you said something. Just." continue to say what you said <laughs> i was like oh yeah that makes sense if i said something don't like change my whole world because people didn't like it
1: yeah 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 it
0: wasn't like hateful towards anyone it was just like a choice the audience didn't like
1: yeah 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 he's good he was good at that i, I really had a really had a, a good time um
0: do you have to be funny to do improv uh
1: well well i'll answer it go um, ahead Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I say it's no. Improv comedy. I say no. Uh, that's
2: insane. Uh, Robbie, what do you say?
3: <laughs> How is I that?
2: Where Robbie go? I I would like to see someone who's funny. Like if I'm going to uh, are there people who do improv that aren't necessarily funny? Maybe so, but I think the best people are funny.
0: <laughs> I, think I you go have the see the shows and I'm like, want, yeah, it's funny. I have to defend myself on this, right? Yeah, I want to. It's uh, you. You got the hot take. I think that if you're, good at, if you're good at playing reality, you're good at reacting honestly when an unusual thing comes along. Mm. You're good at moving uh, – like figuring out base reality, moving, progressing the scene forwards, not getting caught in arguments. You'll be a good improviser, and you'll end yeah. up being getting laughs from improv laughs rather than comedy laughs.
1: I, yeah, that's a good argument. That's all true, but you can't have a team full of those people or it won't work.
0: No, but there are – I think you can't have a a team full of people that are, like, just funny either.
1: No, that'll be bad. They have to have some fundamentals.
0: Yes. So I say that sometimes it's good to have a a person on your team that's like, oh, yeah, I like – Just focused on saying yes. Just focused on acting and
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah, There are a lot of really great teams where there's a couple people who kind of fill that role. 100%. Where they're mostly there to just commit to the reality and stuff like that. They kind of give space. Yeah, so that you can rest and reset a little bit.
0: That was not me. I remember I was in a, uh, <laughs> I was in a show, and I did back to back for uh, like first beats. And there was eight people uh, in the Harold, and, and the teacher said to me, <laughs> "They go that means that I was literally st- if you don't do improv, that means I did back to back scenes and denied other people from performing in a class show so I could do extra improv." <laughs> and they go, "Was they, nobody they, stepping they, the out?" Teachers, no, I was stepping out.
1: Oh. It, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't like there was a big long pause, and then you no. stepped out. Oh, I think someone
0: Sebastian. edited the scene, and I just stayed out there. <laughs> I did not even think I stepped back. I think I said, "This shit's mine." And the teacher goes, "Sebastian, I know that you had a good first scene. I know you had a good first scene, but you, that doesn't mean you just get to have do the whole show, man." Earlier in this podcast, you're like, "My teachers hated me," and now I'm beginning to see why. <laughs> I, knew I was that a kind of BS. Yeah. I would I would literally show up. I, I would get high before classes. Uh-huh. I would show up. Uh, I'll tell you the Eric Tanoi story. Uh, you're friends with Eric. He was my first like teacher. Oh, yeah. And Eric
1: would not like your play. I don't think. No,
0: no. But I, <laughs> Eric and I were on a digital team then later and we both find the other person very funny. Yeah. Uh, so we were doing scenes. and It was like, just be serious. Don't say anything weird. Okay. And so uh, like make it a little more dramatic is one on one so we're doing the scene uh yada yada uh someone's <laughs> like i'm so, so so yeah <laughs> Do you like i start yada yada who knows so we're doing the serious scene right and um it, someone's like i'm so sorry i heard about your father being sick mm-hmm. i'm like yeah it's no good <laughs> and they go they go oh what's the matter with him i go he has cancer and then i turn and i look at everyone in the class and i go "Ball cancer <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know what and yet and yet you are the one who's like i don't think you have to be funny to do
0: what would you know about it you have no idea i know i literally i'll stand by that move i think that move would do well in an audience today if you looked if you broke the fourth wall and looked at them and said ball cancer (laughs) there was something inherently inside of me that was like like it is funny for high for something to be very serious high stakes and someone's just undercut it completely and that's what I did instantly. And I understand why teachers might hate me. And Eric was like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like not well, ball cancer. It's
1: not good improv fundamentals. No. But it is very funny.
0: So I understand why teachers didn't like me. I was a mess. Yeah. Let's what do another is... round
1: of what we think makes a good improviser. Oh, go ahead, okay. uh,
2: I was going to say, if someone isn't an improviser and they're still listening to this, what is something that you've learned, I guess, in improv that you like bring into your real life that you're like, oh, this is a good thing to live by? Um, Does that make sense?
1: But yeah, yes. yeah, you're asking me or Sebastian?
0: Yeah, both. Of you I guys. could go first. Uh, I'll say, I'll oh, say, will we'll answer it. Yeah, I'll say the idea of uh, allowing yourself to be wrong, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? It's like, like listening to someone else's point of view and maybe accepting blame for things that you might be at fault at. I yeah. think that's always good in an improv scene. If someone's like, like, oh, uh, did you did you pour all the milk out on purpose? To just be like, yeah, I did. I'm sorry about that, right? To take blame for something rather than create an argument.
1: Yes, uh, and that is something that a lot of things in life do not encourage. Like, uh, there's yeah. so so many things, especially on no. social media, that just encourage you to win, to mm-hmm. be the most dominant, to strike other things down, to zing other things. To yeah, yeah. So there's lots of encouragement from the world to dominate. So a very valuable skill is like there's a lot to be gained just from submitting and being empathetic and bending to the other, even just, te- even just temporarily, even just for the sake of understanding. Yeah, I was going to say something similar. I feel like, OK, I think a good thing from improv is like if you don't have a joke, don't make it. Like, play it real. Like, if you don't have a joke, don't make a joke.
2: Yeah, that's great. (laughs)
3: That's
2: great advice.
1: Like, just if you want to be funny, (laughs) but you don't have anything funny to
0: say, don't try to be funny. Like, just be honest. Interesting. I'm at a point in my life where I do think Robbie brought this up that I'm like, let me make a joke. Let me try to take swings all the time. Uh Uh-huh. But I guess I do comedy before this, I was doing comedy nonstop. Yeah. So I guess my instincts are a little bit stronger than the average folk. I I guess
2: also. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Will kind of means more in real life. Not when you're recording a comedy podcast,
1: <laughs> I, I meant more real life. Yeah. Like in conversation, <laughs> Like when you're you, sitting
2: around at Robbie Christmas was asking, and you don't have anything, what could
1: you, what yeah. could you take outside of improv? It's, oh, kind yeah, of like, yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know. Here's the dumbest possible version of it. Somebody on the street asks you for directions. Uh huh. If you don't know where it is, just say, you don't know. Don't take a guess. Yes. Don't be like, well, I don't know. I think maybe you go over here. It's like, no, you don't know. Just say you don't know. Like, be honest with yourself when you. When I like you, that. Like, be this is a version of being willing to lose, but like, be honest about your feelings that way. Like, yeah. Um, and and when you do, when somebody uses a word and you don't know it, go ahead and ask. That's don't be ashamed of that. Um, so, some version of just like let your let your. Let what feels like a weakness be shown, if that's where you're really
0: at, kind of, something like that. Performing with Zach Woods is hard because he uses big words.
1: Uh, yes, and just also just like emotionally complicated concepts.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just want to throw that out there because I'm
1: always intimidated at doing scenes with Zach, and I'm fucking smart. Yes, but if I, I do a scene with Zach, I feel like an idiot. I feel like I move as, as slow as a glacier.
0: I just you saying like don't be scared to say what does that word mean. Right. Like I, I got to do a couple shows with him. And before we went on, I said to him, I didn't know. This is like vibrato that I shouldn't have. I said to him, "I go, don't you dare use any of those fucking big words." After, <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare, <laughs> don't you dare. I'm literally like a kid on the improv team. That, like, he w- he was like w- a founding member, of- yeah. And like, I, I, it's his well, first he was show. He wasn't a founding me.
1: member, but he was on very early. On
0: yes, very early. and he's like an improv legend, yada yada. Yes. And I go up to him and I say, "Don't you dare do something." <laughs> I love it. And he, at one point, he did use a big word, and I said, "I thought I fucking told you not to use words." <laughs> 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 and he said he did it on purpose just to get under my skin. But I think it is good in improv uh, and just in life to like if you don't know something just admit it.
1: It's a version of what you're saying. It's like don't 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 be afraid to show weakness if if that's what you're feeling. Not quite weakness, but like vulnerability. When you feel this urge to like put up your walls and like puff mm-hmm. out your chest and like fight back, that might mean you're going wrong. Yeah. Something like that is what I would learn.
0: It's hard. It's hard because the world is so fucking hard, Will. So like we have to protect ourselves. And I think as an artist, our job is to allow things to affect us and share it with people. And it's hard not to be defensive. And so that's why I think artists are hurt and sad a lot of the times is because we let things affect us. And it's our job to share that with people. Go ahead, Will. What are you going to say on that?
1: I feel like conversationally, sometimes, especially if you're hanging out with like your buddies and everyone's having a good time, Uh sometimes there'll be like a little thing where everyone's trying to top each other, like with a joke or with a breakdown or something. And it's meant in good fun or whatever. Like sometimes it's good to like, just, just don't feel like you have to participate in that. Like just be the one who laughs at other people's jokes sometimes. You don't have to top it, you can just appreciate the other thing like you could just go that was funny <laughs> instead of responding with your own funny thing like being the audience is sometimes a good thing that's what somebody needs
2: yeah that i agree nice. i think in doing improv and comedy stuff too you it's easier to do that to like sit to the side be like all right i could be funny i'm not self-conscious of if i'm funny or if i could Have a personality, so I could just sit and listen to everyone else. I don't have to be always on with every single person that I'm always with, trying to win the room.
1: This is my very highbrow anecdote of this, but when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the Marx Brothers. I used to watch all the Marx Brothers movies. Okay, it lines up. And then I read, yep, sort of (laughs) smarty pants, highbrow thing. And I read their autobiographies, Groucho and Harpo each wrote an autobiography. Uh huh. So Harpo's, he talks about how this is. Famously, he got like he was part of the Algonquin Round Table, which was like at the Algonquin Hotel near Grand Central, where all the New Yorker writers would hang out and get drunk, like Dorothy Parker and Robert Benchley and S.J. Perlman. They would all just sort of hang out. All my favorites. All your favorite people. You know everyone I'm talking about, and you can quote them.
0: Thank we bring them up every episode. Well, you know, after Luke
2: Gonzalez, they're coming on the podcast next.
0: What was the fake name you just said? I said Harvey Bunkle. Harvey Buckle. Harvey Bunkle's my favorite <laughs> writer, okay? The wits, the wits between the words is what I live for, okay? <laughs> Harvey Bunkle. <laughs> uh. so oh, he's, a, he's at the the round well, table. He,
1: Harpo also was like a mime in, you know, he was not like a f- quick-witted, like verbose dude. I mean, he could speak, but he wasn't like a big talker. So he would just sit there silently and like hang out with everybody. And, um, and in his autobiography, he was like, I like, I, they needed somebody just to listen and just laugh and like react to them. Like nobody else was listening. Sometimes just somebody who's taking in the whole table and reacting. He's like, that was kind of my job oh. was just to enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, that's like, that's a good role to play
0: sometimes. Believe it or not. I'm kind of quiet with my family and stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do find that hard to
0: believe. Yeah, I, I'm like uh, my mom would call me shy, and t- I, I, like assess situations, and then I'll be loud. Uh-huh. Like I need to read, like figure out a room, and then I'll oh. be like, okay, now I know how how to. Oh, Sounds like a sociopath. And Robbie, Robbie with his family is this loudmouth who no. like,
1: won't well, shut up, and he's no. like yes. dominating everybody <laughs> and bulldozing everybody. And he's like, you shut up,
2: you shut but up. I now it's Robbie turkey time. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, hey Dan, not why, a, why don't you shut really. this up your ass? Now yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> Maybe well, with my friends s- a little bit more. Yeah,
0: yeah, probably. Yeah, I you're think, probably the loud one with your friends.
2: Yeah, I think something that I learned. I'm going to say mine now too. I think under like re- le- learning to have to like find the justification or root behavior of what somebody's doing in life, you could help contextualize what everyone else is kind of going through. So like doing that in improv, and then you're like. I don't know you just kind of start doing that i feel like in real life and you're like that person may not be as bad or is that like you kind of just start doing that more in real life i don't know i found that empathy
0: like understanding yeah i guess yeah of empathy
2: yeah yeah of like yeah what's the root behavior what's the unusual thing what's the justification of that and it's maybe not as bad when you like actually get down to what like oh they're really mad that you parts weird next to them and they're getting all angry and it's like, oh, sometimes, why like, is it? I do
1: like to imagine. Yeah, if somebody's doing something that annoys me or just stands out as very strange, uh-huh. I sometimes try to imagine their childhood. I'm like, what are they reacting to? This, of course, might not be the reason why, but like, mm-hmm. let's say somebody is like walking around. Like, there's there's a guy in my street where I live in LA who like yells at you if you park badly. They yeah. like come across like, "This your car? You like you should park a little further back." And I'm and I'm being like, "Just
3: fucker, who the fuck are you?" Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck away from me who yeah. appointed you the referee of
2: like yeah. parking on this street
0: <laughs> oh my you know? god maybe, but maybe like
2: putting him in an improv seat, then you maybe understand like what or even understanding
0: his what happened as a child for him right yeah
1: yeah child or just in his history like what might be causing this
0: maybe like, he who- was raised by the DMV Maybe he was exactly Sebastian. <laughs> hey, you, were boy, you, you weren't were kidding. You weren't kidding when you were raised, you were by, raised by the DMV. The DMV. <laughs> boy, you weren't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. Well, uh, I'm actually so happy we just fucking did comedy. Yeah? Fuck it. Yeah. Well, I, I, video oh, games. You will- mean as a subject?
1: Yeah, because we were going to yes. talk about video games. Yeah, Yeah, me too. It. It's more personal.
0: This is nice. And I haven't really talked about comedy too much. I like to keep that life separate from the audience. Yeah, yeah. You Which like is weird. Just- um, yeah. But it is nice to talk about comedy. And I literally wouldn't want to do anyone else than literally the person that like probably kept me sticking around at UCB. Oh, I'm so glad if that's true. I take that and- as a big compliment. It's 100% true, Will. They're uh- literally I, I, no teacher. I always credit you as the teacher at UCB that kept me there. I love it. Oh,
1: I love that story. Thank
0: you. So you everyone has Will Hines to blame for this <laughs> fucking mess of a man that does comedy now. Will, do you want to plug anything before we get out of here?
1: Can I plug a couple things?
0: Yes, plug away plug away. We'll tag in everything you want. All
1: right. So I do this podcast called I Will Write Your Book. It's improvised where I invite people on to do characters. Sebastian, you should come do it sometime. Please. I love. Um and I, I I was inspired because I, I do comedy bang bang sometimes and mm-hmm. that's an improvised show. And I have so much fun doing that, that I wanted a place where I could do improv stuff more often. So yeah. I will write your book. Um, it's great. I, I love that podcast. Uh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I have a um, improv book that I wrote called how to be the greatest improviser on earth. So if you are, if you are still listening by God, you are somebody who would <laughs> probably enjoy this book. <laughs> Definitely you buy it. You can buy it on a little mom and pop store called Amazon beautiful Um, Bezos
0: status that's what we're talking
1: keep that guy (laughs) afloat Yeah, he needs your help Uh, and then um, the last thing I want to promote is I have an album I did with a friend of mine me and my friend Joel Spence made a band called Wayne and Rodney and we did an album called Turn It Up we released it in uh, July Um, and it was just for fun he's very musical and I just am audacious I'm not necessarily that musical but I like writing songs so we did an album and if you wanna hear a couple of middle aged dudes really feeling themselves, uh check out our album to Turn It Up. I love like this. it's like nineties nineties pop is what it kinda of sounds like in that world ish.
0: If you follow Will on social media, uh we'll tag him and everything, uh you could see uh he posts the songs on social media, some of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, so follow me on Instagram, Willie B. Hines. And we'll
0: Willie, w- Willie B. That Heinz. okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when, when you say your Instagram handle and then I just uh, say it incorrectly, right? That yeah, helps I think you that helps. You get followers, yeah. right? Just That's confuse good. people, right? Yeah. Robbie, what do you want to plug? Uh, we're good. I don't need to plug anything.
2: I'll plug Will. <laughs> That's good,
0: Robbie. He's a pro. He's a this fucking pro. Book. That's Will's oh, book. Get yeah, Will's yeah. book you, now. Listen to fucking right Will's here. podcast. All right, all these fucking thotties out there, all these smoke shows that listen to podcasts, thank you so much for listening. Uh, fucking follow us, you know, fucking make sure that you share everything that we're going on. Rate five stars, you know, write a review. Remember, we're still at war with showbiz, okay? So fucking we're coming at you, showbiz. You can't fucking hide from us. All right, bro? All right, bro, Robbie, hit the fucking music.